the new year off right. Start 2024 with Luxel as your search engine. Among other benefits, you get uncensored results, extra privacy, and more control. That's Luxel, L-U-X-X-L-E dot com. I know you're used to me telling you about We the People of Cape Girardeau County. Well, as I mentioned on our last episode, We the People is now Guardians of Liberty in Southeast Missouri, still meeting at Delmonico's at 5 o'clock p.m. in Jackson, Missouri. Same important work, same task, new name, Guardians of Liberty. And on January 16th, Pastor Mark Carbaugh of Rock of Cape Church will be there. The topic, a preview of 2024. I'll be back at the end to tell you about January 23rd. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Adrian Ross Show. And it is going to be a good show. Now, I say that not even knowing exactly how this show is going to unfold. And let me explain why. You'll recall the last episode was me dishing it with three Christian single women. And this week, I get to be on the other side of the camera. In other words, we're going to continue this topic in a way, but I'm not going to be moderating it. I am actually going to be a part of the panel. My good friend, you've seen her on the show before, Kia Cordell, is going to leave. Now, she's married. Kia is in ministry with her husband. They're pastors. She is a teacher. She is um, an author. And she is one of my very, very best friends. We go way back. And so that's just a, a little bit of who Kia is. But she is the moderator, okay? And she is going to lead this conversation. I get to be a part of on the Adrian Ross Show, continuing the topic of being a single Christian woman. I don't know where she's going to take it, but I'm looking forward to it. So after a couple messages, he will take over. So here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show tonight, to the Adrian Ross Show. Why don't we get this conversation started by introducing yourselves? Hi, my name is Amanda, and I am 41, uh, and I work in higher education administration. Hi, my name is Deshay Cecil, and I am 36, and I work in higher education as well. Hello, I'm Lakeisha Blissett and I am 41 and I am a house cleaner. And hello, I am Adrian Ross and at this age I'm still trying to figure out what I do and who I am, but they <laughs> tell me I'm an editor and um and I'll keep it short. I'm also obviously the host of, of the Adrian Ross show. Excellent. Well, we're so glad to have all of you here, especially you, Adrian, since you're hosting the show or since it's, since it's your show. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. So let's jump into this conversation really quickly here. I want to talk about um, a few statistics that I looked up that I think are really important to the conversation. First of all, there are 127 million singles right now in the United States, which I, I thought, okay, that's a, that's a decent number. What that means break that down a little bit, what that means is four out of 10 adults are single. Hmm. Now, how many of you find that interesting? Okay, there are a lot out there. So let's keep working with those numbers. Um, four out of five of those adults consider themselves to be Christian. Because I know our the conversation that you had last time had to do with, okay, we are looking for 
Christian single people and they are nowhere to be found, or at least they're not in close proximity. <laughs> Is that a Missouri thing? Is it a Missouri thing? It's a Missouri thing. Are they not in Missouri? I'm new to Missouri, so I'm going to defer to the people who are from this area. Is it a Missouri thing? I don't uh, know if it's a Missouri thing. To, to me, it's more the definition of what they think is a Christian. Ah. I think that's the difference. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask everybody those questions. And I was kind of being a little facetious, but I wanted to just, um, again, let's refer back to the, to the, um, the statistics. Um, the next piece of that is 23% of that number consider our churchgoers. So not only do they consider themselves Christians, but they are also churchgoers. Um, so let's piggyback off of what you just said, Amanda, um, the definition of being a Christian. Do you feel like that is a, a drawback so or is the is that the greater question you know what kind of you know how committed to you are is are is this person to christ when you're looking at you know a possibility or a potential mate for me it definitely is so of course with the location of missouri you know we're in what we're considered the bible belt and a majority i mean not all but a majority of people they do have an understanding of, of church and maybe they're going, you know, they're attending a church service on a Sunday morning because it's what they've always done. Maybe their, their family has always taken them to church and maybe it's more of a social thing. Um, but then once you get out, you know, of that setting, then you find that maybe that depth of scripture, that, that holiness component sometimes seems to be lacking. Mm. Okay. okay. All right. So Deshay, you're shaking your head. Thank you, Amanda. Deshay, you're shaking your head. Uh, can you expound on your, in your perspective, um, based on what Amanda said? Um, finding people with a depth and kind of like those who study out their word, who's living out the purity culture, who's living at the culture, but like purity and actually having that actual strong relationship with the Lord, meaning they're like leading disciples. They're being mentored by other people. They are actually living out the gospel they're not just saying having a christian tattoo on their shoulder like there's something they're actually living out there's a huge difference um and finding that's what i've been finding <laughs> so interesting interesting um lakeisha do you want to add to that or um do you have something to add to that or should we go on because i have a kind of a follow-up mm -hmm. question that i think is interesting no, I don't, because it, it, mine would be along the same lines of what they said. Okay, so then maybe you can answer this question first. Do you think okay. then that that is a a component of for, more for women as opposed to men or, or vice versa, that the men are the ones who are just not, mm, I don't know about them. Do you feel like they feel the same way? Mm. Good question. That is a good question. We gotta think about that, right? Because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Adrian, I don't know. What about you? Do you think men? Oh, go ahead, Lakeisha. No, I was gonna say I might have to simmer on that one a little bit. Adrian can go. <laughs> go ahead. I'm not sure. So you're you're asking, do I think that men are having that same conversation or those same thoughts? Like there just aren't women who fit my de description of being a Christian. Right. Right. Mm. Or is it the you other, know, is it only the other way around? I don't know. I think that's why it's so important to talk to, to the men as well, right? To see what their mindset is. Mm -hmm. But in general, I think 
from my upbringing anyway, which is my frame of reference, it's usually the women who are, you know, saying, where are the Christian men who are, as Amanda would say, not uh, a Christian boy, but a godly man. So, so it's usually the women who are saying that. I, I hope that there are guys out there who really are saying, you know what? I want a woman who's on fire for God. There's gotta be, right? I would think so. I would think so. Um, in, so in light of that, and I, I guess I, um, my background is education as well. And, um, and so I teach seniors and um, I constantly, in our curriculum, I mean, we're talking about morals. We're talking about the seven deadly sins. I mean, we're doing all the, like medieval British literature. So that's Shakespeare and, um, you know, the, just the whole idea of, of what true love is. We've read the Canterbury Tales and what's, you know, what's a true Christian really, you know, what is that, what's that, um, what's a high ethical moral standard? What does that mean? And, and so I always kind of pit the girls against the boys because I want them to think about it. And the questions that I ask them are, you know, boys are, are, are girls hard to understand. And they all say overwhelmingly, oh, absolutely. And then the girls are like, well, what about the boys? They're like, well, they're just, you know, they just don't get it. They don't listen. They don't get it. So, you know, the girls always say that we're easy to understand. Now, as adults, <laughs> what do y'all think about that? Do we, Are we difficult to understand as women? Are, are, our, are our expectations um, unreasonable? Mm. I definitely don't think our expectations are unreasonable. And, and I mean, I can only speak, you know, for myself because I know my expectations and I, you know, I, I've joked on here, you know, before that a lot of people will say, well, Amanda, you're too picky. Mm -hmm. I believe that I need to be picky because I am submitting my life to this man to lead me in the way that Christ led the church. So to do that appropriately, I have to make sure that he is also, you know, ready to, to die for me the way that Christ died for the church. And so I think that we have to be picky. Not only should we as women be picky, but so should the men as well. Um, I, from, from my experience, it seems like that, and I, and I'm not, I, I do not speak for all, you know, all men. I do not lump all men in one thing, but I can tell you from my experience, it seems like the more expectations that you have of a man, the more they withdraw. It's almost as if they they don't want someone to push them. They literally just say, okay, I meet this low bar. Isn't that acceptable? And for me, that that's not acceptable. Not acceptable. Amanda, I love what you said in the last podcast about, look, I want to be running to the to the throne as quick as I can. And if I look over and see him there and he's running and he can keep up, I'm going to introduce myself. I love that. I love that. And I think that will stick with me because, you know, that's a powerful statement. I'm going to continue doing what I'm, what I know to do. And, you know, if God interrupts my, my doing or my service, then, you know, I'm, I'm all ears and I'm, and I'm open to do that. So, so I appreciate that. Um, let's see. So Lakeisha, would you say that, um, I hear what Amanda's saying in terms of expectations, like you, we should have high expectations. And we, of course, I would hope that men should have same, you know, the same kind of high expectations for themselves. Obviously we have no control over that, but would you say that, um, how, how would you answer the question of the expectations that men have on, you know, let me rephrase that. How would you 
respond to men who say, you know, I just don't know, I don't understand, or I, I'm not sure I understand their expectations? That's when I think it's time like to talk it out. And I think it's so important with um, when you're wanting to date someone to get all of that out. Like, this is what I expect. And you might not fully be there yet, but you know, at least you can start to understand. And if that person's willing to walk that out with you to try to understand that person's expectations, then I don't know if I'm making any sense, but no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, and I agree. Um, do you ever get to that? Do you get to that point? Do you see that that, that happens in the church? Anybody want to answer that? that you get to the point where you have the conversation or is it just like their um, Christian singles don't meet? That's like the, the anti, the anti dating app, Christian singles don't meet, you know, is that <laughs> what's the reality of for anyone? I don't think they're meeting. I mean, I know that I, I mean, you know, Adrian asked us last on our last podcast, if we were dating and the answer is no. Um, so it's, it's almost as if we're, we're, we're not crossing paths. Well, I'll, that, Adrian? I'll, huh? Why is that? I, I don't see any of it. So <laughs> I, I struggle with the question, are your expectations too high? Because I feel like that has to be tested. Now, I do have some standards that I don't want to compromise, you know, and because I found it interesting that your stats included who were Christians and who go to church. <laughs> so but that's a reality. I'm thinking they should kind of be the same. I mean, that's just how I see it now. So I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it, I have these expectations that some might consider high, but I also think it has to be tested. Am I meeting people? And then I'm going, okay, you don't qualify. You don't qualify. You don't qualify until I'm doing that. I'm not being picky. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That's and a great so, point. Yeah. But I do have certain standards that I would have. Mm -hmm. I would have, but I haven't encountered that in a while. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. So do you have, for anyone, do you have um, certain stand? Do you expect the person that you meet to have certain standards or maybe what might those standards be? What should they be looking for in you? Mm. That's a good question. It's a it very is. good question. <laughs> <laughs> that just yeah. came right. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet so other people can jump in. I don't want to, you know. Shay, what do you think? If you can think of, you know, the million dollar man, we'll just use air quotes on that. The million dollar mm -hmm. man, what would you say? What would you want him to say? My expectations of Duchesne would be. Well, I would, I would expect for him to want a woman of God, a prayer warrior, somebody who's willing to like, like be in the word, go deep, somebody who's understanding, somebody who's willing to like, um, I would say compromise or kind of have a conversation about like different aspects. Somebody who's in their word, somebody who's serving and doing, not just staying at home and being a church goer. And expecting somebody who is kind of on the move and go, like okay. you meet my qualifications. Somebody who is willing to be family oriented. Like those are things I'm expecting. Okay. And those are things I would expect the same out of the other person. Like I always heard this a long time ago in my twenties. Don't be having all these expectations for a man and you, you don't even live up to your own expectations. Ooh, that's good. That's powerful. And so like, 
my always I've always checked and balanced that with am I living up to my own expectations mm. and those are like basics like I'm not looking for perfect but somebody who's like under leadership who can you know who can submit like because and that should be kind of looking both ways and absolutely those people are willing to grow that's good does anybody else thank you Shay. does anybody else want to jump in on that as well and share your perspective I would say, like Deshae was saying, definitely someone who loves the Lord, because how can you love somebody or even start a relationship or try to get to know someone if you don't know the Lord and, you know, following that out and definitely being consistent, showing up, you know, letting what he say, like his actions is following, definitely being consistent. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um, let's go back because there's several things that I think we could segue into from that particular question and your answers. But let's go back a little bit because it sounds like um, you don't even really have this oppor the opportunity necessarily, or maybe most single people don't have that opportunity to meet other single people. Um, why is that? What is the what is the what is that main issue? of not just not seeing people are they cl in closed doors like adrian like you said are they do they not go to church and then therefore then are they really christians wink wink or um you know it, are we all just too busy is everyone just too busy we are living in a very busy time you know people are busy <clears throat> i i don't know i just i mean just speaking from like where where I go to church, a lot of people are married and they're married young. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, at one time I texted Amanda and I, this was over a year ago and I texted to Shay. So I was really curious. And I'm like, do you meet single people? Like, do you encounter single people? And I was, and I, my question was like, not just Christian single people even. And I wasn't talking about dating non-Christians. I just was trying to get an idea because most of the people I encounter are just, are married. And I'm just like, are there a lot of, are there like single people period around? Right. And I, why that is, I don't know. They're getting, they're getting married younger. I don't know. Cause statistics say people are getting married later in life. Right. So I, I wish I had the answer to that question, but where I go, they're mostly married. Maybe I don't go enough places. Deshae, what were you going to say with that? Well, I think um, the ones, the places that single people are around here are places I'm not willing to go. Like they're out mm. in the club setting, they're out in, or we don't have the same moral values. So it's already like, oh, okay, look, well, let me take you back off the list. <laughs> like you, you're not even a possibility. All I, offer, all I can offer you is friendship. Um, so that reality is like finding, and like I know other people, several friends who are single, they have church stuff hop looking stay into their own church but just trying to see if there are any single man in any other churches in the area they have also come up short so like um but during purity culture i know like in the early 2000s and even in college a lot of girls were running towards senior senior year trying to get married before we were out <laughs> it was like a mad dash please get married because there are no christian men out here outside of these college walls and i wasn't one of the people making the dash so i guess that's why i'm still single I was more focused on other things <laughs> wow so wow yeah that I mean but the di but the di dynamic has changed like Adrian was saying over the the last decade um people are getting married a lot later in life 
um, and they're, you know, they're seeking their careers. Uh, honestly, it's expensive. You know, I think financially that's an issue. And then the other thing is, you know, are they ready to start a family? Do they feel that pressure to, okay, if we get married, you know, then that means kids come next and I don't want, I don't want to have kids. So that's kind of a, a whole, a whole situation. But, um, if that's the case, then you know, I think we're looking at these statistics. We said 127 million. Um, I believe it was um, a Barna research or maybe even Pew research was talking about um, if we have that, those many singles, they're the most unchurched group in America are singles. So what should the church be doing about that in terms of reaching more singles? So if they're if they say they're Christians, they're not home. I mean, they're not at church. They're at home. What can the church do? what should be done or should we just you know wait and see and just let that let the let the whole idea of of christian wholehearted fire you know holy ghost filled fire baptized um christians be stuck at home or does the church need to do something um that's a good question because it's like um and not just with it being like for the church, you know, trying to help save. It's like in like any situation, like how can you help somebody if they don't want to be helped? If they do want to be helped, different story. But some people don't want, they're not there yet, basically. And they don't want it. So, but yeah, um, there is something that the church could do to, you know, reach people different ways, <laughs> but how can you reach people that don't want to be reached? Hmm. Hmm. So should we assume that they don't want to be reached or should we go out? I mean, I've got so many questions in my head, ladies. Um, I'm trying to to bounce them in the in the right direction and put them in the right lane. But I think that this is something that we, we need to talk about a little bit more. Does your church, um, the church that you attend, do an outreach towards singles? Which singles come flock to your church for any reason at any time? Well, I would say, um, I would say, no, there's no, there's no outreach for singles per se, you know, mm -hmm. uh, out, you know, there's a, an emphasis on reaching the lost, you know, there's an emphasis on, we are the church and we should be pouring into people's lives and we've started life groups and we should be inviting people to that and stuff like that. So not specifically to, to singles per se. But I know that there are churches that have different ministries that are designed to reach certain groups of people, you know, youth and 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 um, widows. And, you know, I know that there are churches who do that. And, you know, I come from a background of church where there were singles conferences. But, of course, those were mostly for just single people. It wasn't really an outreach of sorts. But we should be reaching all people. We should be, but are we? Amanda, say, what do you think? What do you, do you think? Sorry, Adrian, go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Let's go. Amanda, do, we, do you think that we, like Adrian said, we have, um, we have an outreach to youth. We do outreaches. We send out the Easter bunny for the kids. We do an Easter egg hunt. So we want to get kids because if we can get the kids, we get the parents, we get the families. And that's how we bring everybody in. But we don't do, we do stuff for youth. Um, we even do some things for married couples. We have, um, I don't know if your church has done this, but I've been a part of many churches who have done, several churches who have done a um, vowel renew, vowels, <laughs> vowels, 
<laughs> like I'm in school. So yeah. they renew their vows, their vows. And um, we do several, um, you know, marriage classes or marriage um, workshops and things like that. But is the church doing something that says that, you know what, I, I'm not, I'm free. Why don't we go here? Come on. You take a couple of your friends and say, let's go here. You know, let's go to this church, church ABC, because um, they're doing something that's going to fit my demographic. What do you think about that? I, I think singles ministry is awkward. Um, I don't, I think it's awkward to, uh, to build one. And I think it's even awkward to attend one. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm from the school of thought that relationships should happen naturally. And whenever you, you know, I, and I've never really participated in a singles ministry. So let me preface that. But I guess I get this idea of all these singles coming into a fishbowl and it's like, oh, okay, you're a possibility. You're a possibility. And that's weird to me. I, that's just me. <laughs> um, I, I like the, the, the natural flow of things. I mean, the, the idea of just, uh, you know, some single people getting together and knowing if they have a single friend, you know, Hey, let's go have dinner. That's more comfortable than, you know, let's do a church event of, of single people. To me, that's just awkward. I, I, I can't really tell you why, but I just think that's awkward. Is that what you meant though, Kia? A singles event? Not necessarily, but I'm just saying we do we do specific outreaches for those for those those cases. So if we're saying that there's no, you know, there's three there's like several things that are happening that's happening. I think with this is that um, there are millions of single people, um, but we're not meeting single people. I mean, I guess I'm not looking for single people, but um, we're not looking. You know, we're not seeing the single people on the pew next next to you, right? You're not you're not seeing. And then Deshay said, "Well, even my friends go to other churches and say there's got to be somebody around here. We're not seeing them, and there's a reason we're not seeing them. So if it's first of all, if it's if it's valid that they are just are um, few and far between in our churches, it's because we're not they're not being reached." Um, in some shape or form, there's something missing that the church is supposed to respond to, you know, and if you don't feel like that's the church's responsibility, then I guess then my follow-up question would be, well, do you go personally look for, look for them, you know, personally to meet, to meet people, you know, what should you do? If somebody was to ask, somebody called you up and said, okay, you know, Adrian, Lakeisha, Duche, Amanda, I need to meet somebody single. I need to meet someone who could be a possibility. You know, where do I go? What do I do? How would you answer that? They asked me where they could be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had that answer. I would, well, that's what I'm saying. I would say no. me too. Me <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> I, I want to make sure I'm understanding you, though. Are we talking about? I, I get your point too, because if there are that many single people in the country, and right. yet we're saying that we're not seeing them at church, and they ain't at your friend's church or the other friend's church, then the question is: Are we reaching them not for the purpose of finding a date, but what are we missing? That's what I got from your question. Like, yeah, what absolutely. I mean, when you go when you go to to reach out to youth, you say, "Hey, we're gonna reach out to youth. We're gonna do this program. We're gonna invite them." You know, you're not thinking about you're thinking about their souls and their salvation. You know, and so when I hear about singles and a, not necessarily singles event doing something that would attract that demographic, right? I think is important, but I do not think it's a priority in the church. 
And I think that's why we see what we see. Amanda said it last week. She said it the year before that people generally, the people who come in are married, they have families, et cetera. So you gear everything towards them. I believe that when you feel invisible, you just sort of fade away. But I will say something you said to me years ago when I was mad at the church, years and years ago, the church I was in, um, a couple churches, you know, back there. And I'm like, singles aren't even here. They don't recognize singles do anything. And, and it goes to what one thing I wrote in my book. One way to recognize your purpose is not just what do you love, but what do you hate? And mm-hmm. if you, if Adrian, you were like, if you really hate that, that is missing, not for the sake of finding a mate, but, right. but just uh, validating and, and, um, and, you know, treasuring people and single people being among them. You were just like, maybe you're the one who should be reaching out. We wait for the pastors to do it all. Right. And I think that's that's kind of an interesting piece, because if we look at the demographics that we've talked about, if we look at the children, if we look at the young people, they are always, in most cases, they are normally attached to someone else who attends that church. Okay. So in, in most cases, if you have a youth, their parents are probably coming or a friend is coming or something along those lines. Too often, it's like those who are single are literally coming alone. And, and there's such a, um, there's such an anxiety that comes with that, I think for most. Mm -hmm. And, and I almost, in, in a sense, and this may seem harsh and this may seem direct, but sometimes I think that as single people, we kind of need to get over ourselves and we need to be able to join a group. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think a lot of people need to get back to like the community aspect of church. Like I've been single for as long as I've been at the church I'm attending now. Um, but I've always had fellowships. I've always had a group of friends, married and single, who've always sought sought me out. And I was invited when I was first invited. It was by single people, uh, so like uh, who were just like, "Hey, you want to go to church with me?" And so if we're not reaching these people groups, it's because we're we as a church as a whole, capital C, are not reaching out to people and just inviting them anymore, mm-hmm. and making and making people feel welcome and saying, "Hey, come sit with me." Or, hey, you can't sit alone. Or, hey, I missed you. I mean, that's a capital C's problem, not just, you know, the whole church problem. Like, we need to be reaching back out to people. And because there's a lot of people dealing with church hurt and healing and other things that kind of goes along with that and COVID. Mm-hmm. That's far beyond. She's froze. And then I think the other is once you get a, you go to a different church. Sorry, did I freeze? Yeah, you're good now, though. Okay. I have friends who went to a different church, um, and a lot of guys were newly saved, and they were trying to, people were trying to marry them. And I was like, that's, they're newly saved. Stop. Like, leave them alone. Like, they were just, like, newly saved. And so, like, they become, like, a meat market, and you don't want to come anymore. So, like, I think the reality is we need to be reaching out to people, loving on them, and making sure they feel included um and help them deal with their wounds i think that's what we're having to show back to like things we've gotten wrong as a capital c and bringing people back in and making sure we address their wounds without ignoring it and then single people have to sometimes you just need to be okay with being where you're at in your season and stop being all bitter (laughs) i was like i don't know how else to say that but like you have to get over it (laughs) like so deshay are you otherwise you're gonna be thirsty you're gonna be yeah that's true are you saying being thirsty yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Touche, are you saying that that's really the mindset of a lot of single people? If they've been single for some time, then they are um, they are angry and bitter? Not all, but some are like they, some like that part, and I get it. Like I'm 36. A lot of people got married when, when they were in their 20s. Right. Um, in the Christian world, especially in the Christian generation, they are getting married younger. Now, so there's some of us who are just like, we weren't, that wasn't our focus when we were younger in our 20s. Or it, was, it was kind of there, but it wasn't. I think some people, we have so much about ministry and marriage right now. There's so many ministries about marriage. It's like, we've kind of made that a idol instead of the gospel. And I think maybe God's withholding some of that because marriage is an idol instead of Christ being first. Wow. And so, I mean, and I'm not knocking all those ministries about being like there's so many podcasts about why are you single and why are you sad and usually that's when everybody flocks to church and if you hug if you hug hug your neighbor tonight maybe you might might meet your wife like I, I i get those things but like sometimes i think marriage has become an idol versus the actual king that we're supposed to be there serving mm. and maybe if we got back to god things seek first the kingdom of god and maybe those other things will follow through okay that's well then that's a great segue <laughs> Yeah, that's a great, does anyone want to add to that? That's a great segue into, okay, what does the church need to do to address some things that that singles need? Or, you know, or even what a married, what should married Christians do to help in churches to help um, hmm. strengthen singles? You got five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Make a list. <laughs> because, and, and let me say this, I am, um, and I'm not one of those thirsty ones. I've been through that stage of being bitter and all that. <laughs> that was eons ago you know um me and jesus if that's the way he intended for it to, all i want is god's will and i and i literally mean that um but the church like i said ignores singles to a certain extent or and and not just you know about meeting someone just in general like I, you know, I'm just going to be honest here i remember saying i was so tempted i was so tempted around christmas to say you know, I wouldn't have done it, but this was my thought because my brain goes, I was so tempted to say, and thank you for the one person who asked me if I had somewhere to go on Christmas, you know? So that was, you know, that was a thought. Like, I mean, and I, and I had somewhere to go and maybe people figured that I have somewhere to go, whatever, but I don't know, but how many other people feel the same way? Like, well, thanks for the one person who recognized that I'm all the way out here. My family's not here. Friends like family, praise God for that. Right. But I think, again, there's a certain amount of being ignored. And so, like Deshae, not to challenge you, a lot of times what we say is get over being bitter. In many cases, the church is responsible to a certain extent. You know, we're all responsible for ourselves. But the mm -hmm. church has played a role in the bitterness because, as Deshae said, it has lifted marriage up as an idol. I believe in marriage. I believe it's beautiful. I believe God ordained mm -hmm. it. But I believe when you stand all the time and the standard is always marriage and you hear things, which I heard years ago, like well, you guys can believe what you want, but I'm believing that God's got to make my kids, you know, and stuff like that. What does that say? That says that those of you who don't have a mate, you're somehow less than I'm believing for the best for my kids. But if you want your kid to stay single, then that's on you. <laughs> so those are mindsets. Amanda, you can challenge me if you if you want, but 
Well, so here, here's where my, my mind was, but doesn't that also follow the pattern that's given to us in scripture? I mean, all within the word, it's, you know, the bride in, in, in Christ, there's this, this whole image of, of marriage, you know, all throughout scripture and this pattern of scripture with, with genealogy and all of those things. I'm wondering if what really needs to be fixed fixed is the detailed explanation of what complementarian relationships look like. Do we, does the church do a good job at, ex, as, at explaining how we interact as brothers and sisters to kind of solidify that familial bond, even for those who are not married, you mm -hmm. know, so do, how do we keep, because we have to keep the familial component. And I know that you're not saying to get rid of that, but I feel like that even, you know, again, that, that kind of, you know, husband and wife pattern, I feel like that that's laid out in scripture, you know, significantly mm -hmm. as well. And we, we don't necessarily get offended there. Well, I, I, I do point out that Jesus didn't get married. Right. And I do, I do point out <laughs> that Paul said it was better, right. you know, that it was better to remain. But since y'all weak, then y'all go ahead and marry. So, I mean, if we really, if we, if we really want to... Oh. Well, I think I'm going to defend yourselves. I would also add to the point of, like, asking people help to like, a single Sometimes you want to be like, hey, I want to go to, sometimes you need to be bold enough, like, I want to go to lunch. Y'all never ask me to go to lunch. Sometimes you need to be bold enough and say yeah. like what you need. Sometimes we need to say what we need. Right. Um, because my car had, my battery died in my car and I called a friend and they came and jumped my car and she, and then she was like, tell her, her husband was like, tell her like anything she needs. She mm -hmm. just needs to ask mm -hmm. instead of just trying to figure it out myself. Right. And like leaning into those friendships um, and that church bonding. I mean, it takes a minute to like add people. We forget because we get in our own ways on Sundays. You have your people that you go to lunch with and we forget to look around, whether single or not, widowed or alone. We forget to check to see if anybody else wants to go to lunch because I usually, I want to go take a nap. That's usually my thing. But like <laughs> other busy. people, like you're going to lunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Some people, we forget to look around and say, hey, do you want to go to lunch? Do you want to come join us? Do you want to hang out? And I, that transition helps people. And that that has been asked to me when I was single, when my friends left and I was one people. I was hanging out with the older crew at church for a while. The, and they were just inviting me to lunch because they saw that I was kind of sad for a little bit. And they were like, hey, just come have lunch with us. And I did that for almost like a year until like I got it through my, my phase of life. That was them including me, checking in on me, making sure I was okay. Mm. So, I mean, also voicing what you need, I think also has to come into play too. Like, look, yeah, I never, like, Adrian, I have invited you to Christmas several times. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and let me, let me <laughs> specify, I'm not dogging on anyone. It was just an observation. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people, yeah. who's, I'm not one of those people who's sitting around waiting for an invitation. I mean, usually, I, I you know, I got things to do. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there's something to be mindful of. And not everyone who's single is necessarily looking for, you know, for that either. You know, I'm just, it was just an observation. Had I been, again, it would have been, thank you for the person who mentioned it. And yeah, you know, yeah, Deshae, you said that and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, everybody's in different places. I'm just saying that that's something to be mindful of. But mm -hmm. not just for singles. We tend to be cliquish. People in general tend to be click, you know, have their cliques. 
So, Lakeisha, what do you think about that? Because I definitely want to weigh something, weigh in on um, from the married point of view, and you know, married in the church. Um, but I want to hear what you what you say. What do you what should the church be doing, or what 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 expectation do you have um, for the church and other, and even from the married people within your church towards being single? Um, I would just say to be included. Because sometimes you do feel left out. But I, I've just been single for so long that I, I'm i I'm just confident with knowing that like I may not be asked or like I'm okay with that, basically, not being asked or so I think just to be in, included would be what I would have to say. So not, not being asked what in particular? What do you mean? Like, um like to go out to eat or you know like it like how we're talking about it's always a couple's thing like um like I'm okay like I'm just in a place where I'm okay I I have had my bitter times and sometimes I go back and forth but like I'm I don't know I just been single for so long I'm okay with if I don't be asked like I see all the couples getting together preparing to go out to eat after church or something like that or doing their thing right like Okay. Okay. I think those are, are really good points because um, like several people said, you know, sometimes maybe Amanda said, you know, look, if we, and Deshae, if, um, if people are not aware, it's because they're not aware. They're not, they, they're just not aware. So intentionally, I don't know if that would be the case um, in terms of uh, um, just not recognizing those who are single and, and how can I do to change that? Um, sometimes you just need to say something. Um, but I would say, from the standpoint of, I've been married, this January was 30, it's been 30 years. So I got married when I was 23. My husband is younger than I am. And um, I wasn't looking for it, getting married. I mean, getting married eventually, but that, you know, the Lord just crossed our paths and that was the next step. And, you know, I didn't think anything about it at that time. And of course that was many years ago. Um, but I think, um, in the church, you know, and I've always, Adrian, I've always had this conversation, you know, just, you know, how do you, how do you balance that idea of, you know, everyone should be moving towards marriage to well, what, you know, what's the, what's the role of single people? And then all the churches that we've had, um, that I've been in there, we've had sort of a singles ministry, not necessarily to match people up, but to do, but to do life together. Um, because we need people, we need each other, you know, whether you're single, married or otherwise, um, divorced, widowed. And so I think when you look at statistics in the country, but primarily in the church, almost 50%, it's still extremely high. I think it's a little less than 50% now um, in the church end up in divorce, marriages who end up in divorce that are in the church. And so when we look at those statistics and you you hear, you know, pastors, you know, my husband and I have pastored and, you know, you see these families struggling, you know, we're trying to prevent them from ending in divorce. We want to keep them, we want to keep the families together because we know what that looks like. So I would say offer just the perspective of, you know, not discounting, um, all the single ladies and all the single men in the church, but you know, the it's it often seems like people's marriages and their homes are on fire. And so because of that dynamic, you know, that's kind of what comes up because that is, you know, so many ministries build off of, of families. Um, so just to throw that, and I don't know if that is helpful at all, 
But, um, you know, I think that that's, that's a, there is a dynamic there that says we need to reach all people. And if you're not seeing single people in the church, then, you know, the, the, the church is not doing its job. So I don't know that I would say it's, it's those who are single or, or even the, even the men, or if we were, if the men were to say, who knows, but if the men were to say, well, I can't find godly women, you know, somehow we've got to get it together and say, okay, there are, there are people out there who don't, who are being ignored. You know, maybe they are, do have a heart for God, but you wouldn't know it. Or maybe, you know, you don't, you know, they don't feel like they're included. So they just don't include themselves. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts? I can't argue with you. I mean, I, I can't argue with you with, with, with what you're saying. Um, I just wanted to kind of touch on what you were saying about married people. You're are you were you saying that there's a lot geared toward that because there's a lot of you know a lot of need there in terms of marriages that are struggling. Yes. You know? And I think I think maybe that's just more um, obvious when that happens when there are problems in a marriage, particularly in the church. But there's also the single person who, if you be real, if, if, if people were real and met people where they were, would find that some of them on fire too, in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Pressing company not included. <laughs> right. Let me be clear. But I'm just saying. No, absolutely. And then that's but, an issue. And how does the church deal yes, with that? I mean, there have been situations in the church. I know from not my church where I'm at now, but I know there were situations where I, I've had leadership who, you know, who said that they had to ask the hard questions. They've had to go into to, to the young, young, happen to be young men, but old men too, because statistics show that the pornography that's being accessed in hotels are from Christians when they had these Christian conferences and stuff. You know, and this stuff, whether married or single, some of this stuff is going on, but there are some heavier issues. I, like I said, I've had leadership who said they flat out looked at somebody in their church and said, okay, so are you, are you dealing with X, Y, and Z? Are mm -hmm. you dealing with masturbation? Are you dealing with pornography? Are you dealing? And, but how many of, how many young men, even in youth group or whatever are dealing with that? And it doesn't get brought up. I don't know. I'm not in youth group. Right. Whatever, whatever it is. There's a lot of stuff on fire that some is just let some might be less obvious than yeah. others. So I agree with you. It's the church responsibility, church responsibility, and we are the church. So when I say that, I don't just mean it's the pastor's responsibility. Right. That's it right. is the responsibility to reach all people. But you ain't gonna go in if I don't have a relationship with you. I'm sure I'm not gonna go in and start asking you anything personal. <laughs> I and hope you, not. You got you, you look at a porn magazine. Welcome to the church. You got a porn problem. I, I'm like, you're not going to do that. But oh, we build, of course not. We build oh. relationships with people. That's you right. Know. Build relationships. Okay, so let's. This is we can go really deeper here, but deeper into this aspect of it. But let's change gears slightly. Um, I was thinking of the scripture that says, um, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So my question to you, to you guys are um ladies is do you are you on the side of i'm going to find my husband or no he needs to find me <laughs> deshay and i were just having this conversation i feel like like this week um <laughs> I, for 
I, I don't know. I guess, you know, for me, it's one of those things to where, you know, yes, do I want to be pursued? Absolutely. Um, but sometimes do I think men need a little nudge? I think so too. <laughs> You know, so it's almost, I mean, I don't know. I'm, that's that's probably why they say women are confusing. Pursue me, but I'm going to nudge you along the way. Right. So, uh, I don't I know, 50-50. I think sometimes we come off as unavailable too. <laughs> you might, you, you have that like, I ain't trying to be bothered look or, Hi. you know, and I've been guilty of that look. Um, <laughs> I don't need you, I'm in my zone. What do you need? I mean, especially when I was younger, it's like, what do you need? Like, what, what is that? <laughs> like, how can I help you? <laughs> so like, that comes off like, not the best. Those are a lot of walls. Well, you know, Shay, yeah. yeah. do you remember? Do you remember? You just talked to me about this recently. Last year when I interviewed yeah. guys, the single guy, yeah. there was the guy named Gabe. And, and I yep. showed him the video clip of Juanita Bynum talking about how the eagle chooses her mate, mm -hmm. how she drops, you know, um, drops the eagle and he's yeah. got to catch it and all that. And Gabe said, I feel like there was a time when with women, it was, let me, let me see if he can catch it. And now women are dropping the stick or whatever it is, right? The stick, um, the women are dropping the stick and, and then showing you that they can catch it. Right. You know? And he, and I thought that was so, so deep Are you know, like, yeah. Are we too self-sufficient? Do we seem like we don't, that we're not interested, that we're unavailable? Um, that's a good question. Well, you know, that's where I was thinking when, my, when I asked my students who are, you know, 17, 18 years old and they have that same complexity and they're young, you know, they're still kids in, in my book, but you know, they're looking at relationships, but they're, the guys were saying the same thing. Girls make it so hard. We don't know what they want. And so that's really where I was asking um, earlier is that, you know, do we, do we, do they want us to be um, chivalrous? Do they want us to, to um, be that, be that man, be that gentleman, be that person? And some of the girls said, oh, absolutely. We want that. And the other girls were like, I could do it myself, you know? <laughs> and so, so the guys were like, see, miss, see, see, we don't know what, you know? And so if we're looking at, you know, generation 17, <laughs> they're 17 because oh, they don't, but, you know, <laughs> But just like you said, I, I don't remember how old Gabe was, but I remember that episode and it's the same principle. You know, we live in that, in this world where our society has shifted in, in, in such a way that, that it's just, it's difficult. It's, it can be confusing. And so how do you bridge that gap? You know, we're what's Christians, your, what do you right? feel you're responsible for? But we're Christians. So I don't, I don't think we should take the way of the world you know, mm -hmm. and um, emasculate men and all that other stuff. I, I like a man to, I want him to treat me like, like a woman. I don't, I want him to respect my mind sure. and to know that I bring something to the table, but I still want him to be the man. Amanda said before, she's like, I want to be led, you know, mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean she doesn't bring any, obviously she's intelligent. We're all intelligent people. We have things to offer, you know, but I believe the man is the head. I believe God, the husband is the head. God created it to be so. And I'm okay with submitting to a man of God. Um, and so, but I'm not a weakling and I'm mm -hmm. not quote unquote thirsty and I'm going to be okay if I were by myself, but in a relationship, you do life differently mm -hmm. than doing it by yourself. And I, I think that, here's a, oh, go ahead to I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think that brings like the, some women, I know sometimes 
um, I've been told I'm intimidating because we are smart. We have these things, any other. Oh, and that, I, I can't help you with that. But the other part of like, doesn't mean I don't want to be led. It just means kind of what she wanted to buy and said, and she's the mate's kind of waiting for you to get up to her level or see if you can catch her. Like, that's part of it too. But like, I've also met men who are married who tell me like, they don't want a woman who's just waiting on them hand and foot to like do that. So like some men are confusing too. Some of them want the woman who is going to take care of them and some of them want Miss Independent. Like that's also confusing on the other end. <laughs> it's not easy. Relationships aren't easy because people are, we are complex, you know, male or female, we're, com we're complex. So Lakeisha, what do you think? Do you, are you, do you want to be pursued or do you have, a, or do you have, rather, do you have a problem with pursuing? Uh, I would like to be pursued. <laughs> and I don't know, just in my mind, I just think that's just how it should be. <laughs> I, I can't really explain. I just think the guy should just go after the woman like if he likes her like if you like her and you got something to say then like let it be known like I don't I don't know I just I don't know I I really couldn't explain I just think it's just so weird for the woman to pursue the man it kind of makes it look like we're thirsty although I know I'm not thirsty and that's not what it is but I guess that would go back to like sometimes I guess we gotta nudge him a little bit but I don't want to do that like if you like me say something <laughs> um okay so then um so um, amanda you're kind of in the middle like you know i don't have a problem pursuing you know but i do want to you know this man should be strong obviously yeah. and oh go ahead what do you want to add to that well and and when i say like i don't have a problem pursuing it's more so i don't have a problem saying my heart is open and it's open to you mm -hmm. take that for whatever you will if you want to pursue me, then pursue me. Um, because I, I think that too often, because I know I'm an independent, you know, personality that it's misunderstood that because I'm independent now, I always want to be independent. And that's not necessarily the case. I want to be covered. I want to do life with someone, but you, you just, you gotta be, you've gotta be worth that of me giving myself to you. If, if wow. that makes sense. So I, when I say pursuit, I mean, it's the, you know, the conversation of my heart is open to you. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So um, as we kind of wrap up this conversation a little bit, um, there are several different, um, I think, demographics of singleness, you know, and, and the approach I think is very different. Um, when I got married, you know, I wasn't looking to get married at that point. You know, I, that was not on my radar per se, though, you know, Adrian and I, you know, were, we went to college together. We graduated, graduated together. We were roommates. You know, we had obviously had those conversations, um, you know, what will it be like when we get married, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was in the, in the serving with one another into, you know, having that, bond where my husband and I got closer. So at now, of course, I was, we were 23, he was 20. So, you know, and we were working in singles ministries to in singles ministry together and then, you know, and youth ministry as well. But um, in your forties, in your thirties, in your forties, in your fifties, in your sixties, what does that look like? And is that is that the way, the pathway to say, okay, how do I get to know you? Otherwise, how, Amanda, how would someone get to know that, you know, you're not, 
independent and you've got this wall, you know, why would they even want to break down the wall if you don't have, there's no contact, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So, uh, so what's that pathway look like? I've often said that I feel like I date backwards, um, which I, I don't date a ton, but I feel like I do it backwards. It's like, I become friends with you first and then I decide that I want to date you. Like, that's how it's always kind of happened for me. It's not, you know, date to get to know yeah. you. It's I already know you and I, I've decided, okay, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm falling for you or, you know, I, 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 you know, I, my heart's open to you. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head whenever you talked about serving. And so uh, I think too often that we just want to set down and we want like this moment to like randomly combust, but we're not, we're not being engaging. And when I say engaging, I don't necessarily mean with the opposite sex. I mean, just with life in general. Um, we can't just sit back and wait for life to happen to us, but we have to seek out those moments to where you are serving, where you are, you know, volunteering hearing where um where you're you're getting involved in in some way so you can interact with others yeah that's powerful adrian want to weigh in no she's she's right i mean you have to you know like you you would say to me you can't just stay in the house you know and meet people any kind of people i mean right. you know you yeah. have to and i think i think that's important and i think you have to have that there's that balance too of you know what I mean I've had people say to me too that I come across like um I don't need anybody I come across like you know I don't know what they expect because you know it's like if I don't shovel the snow well today I paid somebody but if I don't generally if I don't shovel the <laughs> snow the, sh the snow is, is not going to be shoveled and unfortunately we're living in a generation now where the brother could just walk by and this lets you continue to shovel the snow. So I have to have a certain, I got to do it. I needed some cereal on the top aisle the other day and it was all the way up there. And the only way I could get it was to step on this step and I'm reaching and reaching and reaching. Here comes this guy pushing his cart on the phone and he just, I'm like, surely he's going to help. He just kept it moving. And so I turned, I had headphones in, so I don't even know how loud I was, but I was just like, I remember the day when a guy would have helped, you know, and so, <laughs> because some of that, it's not about a relationship. It's just what, what have we Common done with these, with these young men, Common right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you have to, if I saw a guy and I was really interested in him, would I, would I ever be the one to, I don't, I don't know. I'm not generally one to put myself out like that, but mm -hmm. I, I don't want to come across like, don't step to me either. And right. I hope people say I look friendly and stuff generally, but then I hear, but you know, you're kind of intimidating. You look like you got it all together and stuff like that. So I don't know what else to be. Cause I got to be myself. Um, you know, so I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't meet enough people who are single to put this to the test. Right. Other than getting out more, I guess. Okay. I don't know if I confused well, it. Let's, let's get out more. Let's have this conversation again. So <laughs> <laughs> As well, like, but where are we getting out to? Like, that's right, exactly. Well, I mean, Amanda said it. Amanda said, you know, we can be serving in, you know, without the specificity. She said, you know, we we're doing life together. We're friends. How do you meet friends? Whether it's on your job or maybe there is some, you know, community things going on where you're meeting people. I mean, you know, we meet people every day. We met. We went out. My husband and I went out to lunch this afternoon. And we met the, you know, guy at the server and he's like, man, come back, make sure you say hello. I mean, we're constantly meeting people. Um, so where, I mean, and, and, or 
maybe meeting people in doing a, a particular activity, maybe feeding the homeless or, you know, whatever the case is, but in serving, I think if you're looking for people who have, who love God and have a heart to have a heart to serve, then, you know, how do you find them people, those people, if they're not sitting next to you or they don't show up on your doorstep, you know, you might have to get out is, I mean, as an option, obviously. I was going to say like, I'm out, like I'm, I'm on several boards, like I am out in my community. I am very active as a, at the university I work at. I'm very active at church. I mean, I travel, I go to Nashville, I'm visiting other churches. I've been to church in Atlanta. Like I said, I've been out. <laughs> right, right. You're not seeing any single, no single, no single men are in the church, in any of those places. Or you're just not meeting. Are, a lot of them are married or I don't know they're single. <laughs> it's just like, we're not, you know, I'm not the one that looks I thought if you're single. <laughs> yeah, listen, Kia just, January 1st, Kia just celebrated 30 years. She's like, she don't get it, right? So that's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm just saying. I'm she's like, I'm, I'm, and the same thing that Kia had said to me one time. She's like, well, you need to get out and do more stuff. I'm like, okay, so I'm doing life group. I'm going to We the People. I'm going to church. I'm, you know, like there's these, I mean, obviously I do work at home, but there are these places I'm going, and I'm literally not seeing anyone. And I've tried to be more conscious of what, and I said this last time, okay, let me be, because I sit in the front of the church, you know, and I don't come to church to hunt. So, you know, so I told her to sit in the back. Just, people, to, just, just try it. No, but people can. No, I, I know who's in the church. And hello, ladies. Y'all don't get any new people. <laughs> I mean, we're, people are getting saved and stuff, but you know, I, mean, I don't know. But um, just, like I said, we don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Back up. Say that part again. You know, people are getting saved. So people are coming in. People are getting saved, but finish that sentence. No, but nothing. I'm just saying, I'm not, when you say about, when you talk, if you're, if we're talking about potential relationships, you know, people are getting saved or whatever, but they're yeah. not necessarily single. They're not necessarily, you know, you know, and like, if you're, if you're 21, like I said, you're not single. You just ain't supposed to be married yet. You're a kid, you know? And so we're not, I'm not, there are, I'm literally not seeing a lot of single people. Now, do I just go pop up everywhere and stuff by myself? Uh, I do things by myself. Cause I've often said, if I didn't do any things by myself, I probably wouldn't do any, you know, wouldn't do anything. And, but there are some places I would prefer to go with someone else. And sometimes I have had married people who are like, well, why don't you just go? And I'm like, but you ain't been nowhere by yourself since you've been married, but, <laughs> but, but you expect me to go you know, right. and just go off and somewhere, I don't know where I'm going. I'm by myself, I, you know, so it's a complicated issue, really. I was going to say, I have other friends. I mean, I have a friend, she's traveled around the world. She was in New Zealand. She was in London. She's out. Yeah. She's doing mission trips. Like, like she's doing- I've done that. I've like, done it all. Like, like, she out. She's like, I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I, you know, so what I'm hearing then is that, you know, obviously you've got to be you, you know, you can't be someone else. You know, if you're, if you are sort of um, maybe not, maybe introverted, um, then you're going to be, I mean, I wouldn't call you introverted, Adrian, but maybe, but if you're, if you're in that mindset of, of, you know, just your whole personality, your whole persona, and you're not going to be out on the hunt per se, then, you know, God knows how to reach you. God knows how to get things that are supposed to be yours to you. And, and I understand that. Whereas, you know, Deshae, you're saying that, you know, you have friends who are out there. So they're, you know, not everybody is going to experience the same types of um, relationships in the same way. Um, Lakeisha, weigh in. You're quiet over here. Um, <laughs> do you, 
go, do you find yourself um, having the opportunity to say, hi, how you doing? Or to answer hi, or do you do, or even when someone says hi to you, do you answer back when you were like, I don't know why this person is talking to me. I don't know you. I'm by myself. I forgot my pepper spray. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my gun, my Glock. You know, my Glock. If someone approached me, it, it, it depends now because, uh, like if I know, like, mm, like no then yes i will have that type of demeanor about me like leave me alone i'm not trying to talk to you and it's only because i can tell like i know like mm -hmm. it, it's something i'm not into like say a guy that tried to talk to me when i was in walmart and his pants are way down past his butt and he's mm -hmm. reeking of all these different smells like no like no right. <laughs> you know but like i mean if it's if it's someone like tried to approach me and I can like, you know, it was something that I was considering, then yes, I will, you know, say hi back or, you know, be more willing to talk, smile, you know. Right. Yeah, it'd be the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always, that's why I'd be like, oh, it's always them people like that she'd be like, oh, like, Lord, why can't it be somebody like I really didn't want to talk to? Like, right. it's, yeah. But I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm good for not, I'm good for looking the other way if I know I'm not, you know, I can tell I'm not interested. But I was in Walmart yesterday because I can't see the idea. And I did see a guy. And I tend to be, no, I won't say that. I did see, I did see a guy and he was, he was attractive, you know? And so I smiled, he smiled, we said hi and, you know, kept moving. Now, far as I know, he could have been married. I didn't know if he was married or not. And I wasn't like, like, like smile, like here's my phone number smile. But I, and like, I smile and talk and to people on the regular anyway, when I pass and I, you know, I'm very friendly in that way with people. Um, but he was one that I was like, oh, he, he's cute. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Hello, here's the church card. You want to bring your and your wife over to visit our church? We'd love to have you. Oh, what you mean? You're not married? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, my name is Adrian. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You got to carry those stack of cards. <laughs> I, I do have cards in my purse, but not for that purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but he was he was cute. And so, you know, but I, I smiled and, you know, I mean, but but again, I do I do that anyway, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right, ladies. So let's wrap this up because I think we are out of time. Yeah. But um, we talked about a lot of different things. Um, and I'm just going to kind of give a summary and you weigh in with what, however you, um, whatever takeaway we want the audience to, to walk away with is, first of all, there we, we recognize that there are a lot of single people in just in our maybe peripheral, though we may not see them. Um, they, those who are... Um, as far as research tells us, statistics tell us that they are practicing Christians. Um, are they in your church? Probably not. Why aren't they in your church? What can the church do to, um, you know, to, to draw in that this demographic from the outside and then also nurture the singles that are on the inside of the church and be, and, you know, be aware of what people are going, maybe going through or, or just maybe not even going through anything, but just, you know, being, 
being in position just for the service of God and, and the community of the church. I mean, there's a lot, a lot that we talked about with that. And then the other thing is that being uh, in a place of um, pursuit or, or pursuing is kind of, um, up to your personality. Cause I didn't hear any hard no. I mean, I heard some, look, if you're going to step to me, you need to step to me. You need to pursue me. But you know, then there was someone that's a couple in the middle that said, well, you know, I can give the nudge, you know, I don't have any problems with that, but ultimately I want to know that this man can lead and that um, he would understand that I'm willing to follow if he's leading in the right direction. Um, and so I think we've kind of said quite a few things here. Um, I think the the last takeaway is that I probably, you probably would not go to a singles event. Is that everybody say that? I would go to a I would. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, it would, I mean, it would be weird and... But I've I would seen, say, I've okay, seen but what would a singles event look like? Here's <laughs> what I mean. If it's a singles event, like we're all going to hook up kind of singles event. I'm not sure I would do that. Yeah. Although are I we in the church? Wait, are we Christians? So wait, wait a minute. What do you mean? You, no, that's what <laughs> But you didn't say. What kind of Christian event did you mean? I mean, what kind I of event? I'm asking you. Look, is there an event that you would go to as a Christian single to say, okay, there are going to be other Christian singles here. What type of event would that be? Okay, you didn't mention the Christian single events, but so that's why I was well, saying. That. I mean, but yeah, I no, go I would saying. go. But the, but but again, it still remains the same. When I say hook up, I mean trying to hook you up, like you two going to be together kind of thing. I don't right. know. I want that kind of pressure. You it's know what I mean? I, yeah, but I was going to say that. I remember when I first heard of that. I yeah. actually find that kind of fascinating for mm -hmm. some reason. Don't know that I. Don't know that I would do it, not sure, but maybe for fun, like what the heck, what do I got to lose, right? So maybe I would, It's even if it's just, I like, I'm a conversationalist, right? I'm a communicator. Right. Um, I could have great conversation with anybody, really. So if that were the case, eh, maybe I would do a speed dating. I don't know. I'm not opposed to it necessarily. No, wait, 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 wait. So would you, if your church was sponsoring a speed dating, in the greater Missouri area, greater Jackson, wherever y'all are from, Cape Girardeau area, would y'all go? I want to know where they're going to find the people to participate. Uh, look, they're there. They're just, they're okay. in the highways and the byways. <laughs> I would say I would, because I would say, and I would trust and hope that if the church was hosting it, that they did their, you know, they everything. Said, they said right? Good men, <laughs> you know, they did so some background I would check. feel comfortable in saying that. <laughs> so I would go. I would go I mean, it would be it would be supervised. It would right. be fun. I think it would That's be fun. That's why I said I would go because if the church is hosting it, then you know you feel more comfortable in saying. Okay. I mean, that's good. It's a safety safe for safety issues yeah. for sure. Amanda, you look like you're deep in thought there. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Amanda's always deep in thought. <laughs> you're right. I am. Um, I think it would definitely have to be a casual, you know, type of event. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm, I'm kind of with Adrian too, like the whole speed dating thing does kind of intrigue me just because I also enjoy the conversation piece and I enjoy the, um, I would probably go into a speed dating in a complete analyzing type of mind, which would not be good because I would be analyzing like your first impression. I would be analyzing your grammar, the way that you said, hello. <laughs> You know, all of those things So it would basically be more for like a psycho, you know, psychological experiment rather than to ask <laughs> someone well, it probably wouldn't do its purpose for me, I don't think. Um, but if there was a, you know, hey, we're having a game night, it's going to be singles only. I love then game that's nights. different. 
Yeah, and, and I've had a scene, and I've been thinking about having one, by the way. But I wasn't <laughs> thinking about the guys. You weren't thinking <laughs> about the guys. I was. Th I mean, I wasn't <laughs> thinking of it in terms because I'm so confused. <laughs> no, because it's. I said right from the beginning. I'm not, like that's. I'm not. A, I'm not on the hunt, right? So right. I was. Right. When I think about having a, a singles, you know, a game night. I love having game nights. I love doing stuff like that. Went to one recently, and it was guys, and you know, it wasn't just women. It was, and they weren't mm -hmm. single either. I was the only single person. No, there was. There was a single guy there, but um. You know, so so I like to do that, but not necessarily just to be just to be on on the hunt, you know, per se. But you know, I don't got a problem with the um game nights well, and stuff like that. Well, then let me raise a real quick point here: is that um, sometimes I think we and and this goes without without your you know your status is from you know married being married or single but i think sometimes we go through life and we are unaware and we are unaware of the, the way we think and something that you just said adrian in terms of you know i would host a game night you know why would not that you would be on the hunt but why wouldn't you think of man you know other single other people other singles i want to make sure i invite other singles because then you know we can relate to one another yes I would yeah yeah yeah, because I invited a single. I had the the Christmas party back in 2019. It was not just a game night, but you know we. But it was just for women. We were in our pajamas and you know stuff like that. Oh yeah, but which I is. Mean, but I'm saying. I guess, I, I, guess yeah. I would. You know, I'm saying I was thinking about having one, but I didn't consider single men because once again, I don't know any. <laughs> so you, know, you met with one the other day. No answer. <laughs> well, I went. I mean, I didn't meet him yesterday, but no, I'm saying I don't, the guy I saw at Walmart, I'm not inviting him to my house. Well, of you know? course not. No, but, the one, <laughs> but the one that I went at the you park. You have to go back to that same aisle and you never know. <laughs> I know. No, but, but there is one that I know, but but I know of him and stuff like that. And, you know, he's, he's, he's you know, and he was there, nice guy, you know, but I wasn't, you know. Wouldn't chat it for him. <laughs> yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that you know that it wasn't like that so I, I will say the last time I got hit on I didn't realize it until like a year afterwards like I just like I what was happening well, you know listen <laughs> ladies if I can give even any advice and in, in in reference to that to those couple of points there is that because my husband still does this um that if I'm not approachable in a particular day he'll stay far from me you know he'll be like mm, let me wait you know, let me see. And I'm like, you know, what's going on? He's like, I can tell, you know, you're tired, you know, or <laughs> you might've had an interesting day. I'm going to hold my thought. And, you know, he still does that, you know, 30 years later and just understanding my body language or understanding my, you know, my, um, just my attitude. Um, or if I'm, if I breathe really loudly that I don't catch it. But I think sometimes we're just not aware of, you know, the people around us, um, the way we think, the way we, you know, the way we even process, you know, and having a let's get together, let's go out, let's go to the movies or let's do, you know, let's do this, you know, invite your friends and write your neighbors, you know, and things like that. Um, you know, I mean, I think that that's something to it, it gives us understanding. So I guess to that point, I have to be as a wife, I have to be aware that my husband is aware of me. And so I can't just expect him to, you know to, um, I want him to be sensitive to, to how I'm feeling, but I, um, but I also have to be sensitive to his idea of, wait, if she's not approachable, I really don't have anything to say right now, you know? And sometimes I can get irritated because I'm like, well, I don't understand the problem. He's like, well, you know, you, you don't see what I see, <laughs> you know? So how much are we aware? I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Yeah, it is. It's definitely food for thought. Well, you, let's you wrap this up. Yeah. Huh? You've definitely given us a lot of food for thought. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, I would be willing to fly out to wherever y'all live um, to, to host a speed dating because I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> I would love to video it. I would love to see it. I will canvas the those who would be interested. I would love to do that. And I bet you I can get a team of people who would love that. So anyway, just- Are you gonna bring, there. are you bringing the guys who are participating? You know what? I don't know. I would have to be the summer because that's when I'm off from school because I'd have to, you know, invest some time to find the single guys, you know, so, to do that. Exactly. So do you, know, do you know, I, like know. A single, I, I know we got, I know we got to go because I know they got to go, but here's the I thing. I know single people. I know so what? But you haven't introduced me to any of them. But you know, you don't come to Florida. Look, ladies, if y'all want to book a trip to Fort Lauderdale, I will set you up, you know, not for life, but for, for just, um, Let's see, for introduction purposes. <laughs> mm. I know single people. That's nice. I work yeah. with single people. <laughs> well then show them the episode. Yes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I had actually, um, when Adrian was looking at doing the, um, having the conversation with single men, I had several guys who were available who wanted to do the show. They just were not available during that time. So, you know, if you give me enough notice, I can give you some, you know, I can, I can give you some insight. Well, I had a couple guys too, but they don't want to go to church. So, or they were skirting the issue. I wanted people who were, you know, yeah, that they, they were, were regular, you know, and, and people had different stories in the different situations, but they seem to have gotten offended by the very conversation about that. And I just said for that, I just kind of wanted to hear the mindset of people who were in the church because we were really digging right. into the church and that mindset. So absolutely. I understand right. that. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, there's a there's a lot, but I I would have to say that there is not only you know, your, the perspective that you guys have, but there's a pressure on men to, to figure out what their position is, especially if they've not grown up in the church and they are maybe new Christians, you know, how would they know all these things if they've gone through, you know, you know, you bring, we bring our lifestyle, we bring our, um, our, our backgrounds, we bring our cultures into our relationships and into our relationship with Christ. So, I mean, and until we're, you know, as we are renewed day by day, as our minds are being transformed, you know, all those things, sometimes we have mixtures. And so, you know, I think that's something to be aware of. Well, I appreciate that, uh, uh, Mrs. Cordell. And, uh, you did, uh, put a lot out there and I do, I do think it can be rather, uh, it can be deep. I use the term complicated, I think before, but it is a right. Some of it is complicated, I guess, but, but ultimately, um, it's a, it's food for thought. So yeah. I'm going to, we're going to let them go. Thank you ladies. But I want you to hang out a little bit as we wrap up and, um, thank you. It was wonderful meeting you and having this conversation with you. I look forward to doing it again. And if Adrian hosts a game night, I expect all y'all to be there so we can have some fun and I will fly out and we'll have a great time. We don't have to speed date though. We don't have to have a game night. Yeah, she'd have to bring the guys with her. All right, so Kia Cordell, thank you so much for doing that with us. Um, before I let you go, I, I want to you you shared some of your takeaways, but just oh, overall, um, how would you assess this conversation? 
Well, I think overall, I mean, it was a good conversation, but I think overall there is a lot to think about. Um, and I, you know, anytime we are, you know, we as in a person or people look at where we are compared to where we want to be, maybe even where we've been, we have to consider, okay, what, what have, what am I bringing into my today? Do I, do I want to bring that into my tomorrow? And I think there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of, of preconceived expectations and not to say that, you know, you don't, you shouldn't have high expectations. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that, you know, where you see, where a person sees the opportunity for, um, you know, for marriage, if that's, cause since that's our conversation, um, I think, you know, has, is a, a heavy problem. I think that's something that, um, all of your, you know, the audience really has to, those listening, those who want to be married have to consider, okay, what's my mindset right now? You know, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? What do I love doing? Because I, I promise you that when you're doing what you love to love to do, there are people that God will bring around you that, that, um, enjoy those types of things and will mesh, you know, Adam created, oh. God created Eve because Adam needed, um, Adam was lonely and we're meant to do life together. So when people are doing life together, I think that, you know, you find deeper relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's, you know, whether it's marriage, uh, a marriage situation or not. Well, I think that's so important relationships. And that's one of the core values in our church. We're better together. Um, and, but I can say, and that, um, I, I can say from the, the people I know, they're they're doing relationships with people so it's mm -hmm. not they're doing you know amanda loves what she does yeah. you know i know that for you know i know that for sure and the others are engaged in whatever they're doing um and obviously i mean i'm passionate about what i do i'm passionate about my writing i'm passionate yes. about my podcasting i'm passionate about what i believe god's called me to do i'm i'm engaged in some battles out here that i would rather not be but because i'm passionate about about young people and all that so I'm doing those things, you know, and so, um, so I would have, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you're saying that if you're not meeting someone, it's because you're not doing what you enjoy or you're not passionate about it. I would have to say, I have a lot of exhibits that would disagree yeah. with it. So well, what I'm saying though, in the, in your doing what you're doing, you know, don't miss the opportunities that may be around you. I'm thinking that with all the people, I mean, and obviously we don't, we don't know this for sure. We don't have a camera to say, you know, you just, you know, you've been to five different places today. You talked to, you know, 10 different people, you know, you served on this committee today and had this conversation with such and such, and you missed opportunities. We have no re way of seeing that. Um, but to say that if, um, if God was going to open a door, then the door is got to open and, but we also have to walk through it. Right. Yeah. But I think it'd be, I think it would be a mistake to assume though, that people are not walking through doors that are opening. And you know what I mean? I think it's a, I think it's a, I think that's part of the frustration that some people feel when it comes to being heard because you're, you, what you, 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 you're hearing what they're saying, but you're processing it through your own experience. So you might be hearing what we're saying, like, you know what? No, I've been there. I've been there. She done been to Africa, Zambia. She's doing this. She's serving here. Right. And absolutely. she's just not met single people. And so, and I've asked people, do you meet single people? No, we don't. They're really not. Or, or they're like Lakeisha said, they may not be people in her that she encounters. Ow. You, you just can right. tell they're not, they're not there. So I think that's part of some of what people who want to be married deal with because they're like, you know, where are, I mean, I know where I go to church. 
So I know <laughs> it's not like we're so crowded and got a balcony and all right. that. And I don't mean, I mean, I know, I know the people like we're doing, yeah. we're doing stuff. So, um, so I think that's a part of it too. So at what point is it, you know what, I'm just, I got to live my life, which is what I do. Cause again, if I get married, wonderful. If I don't, you know, wonderful. I mean, whatever God has. Right. So, you know, well, I think that's, why, gotta, that's why I brought the point up with UK. So if that's the case, if that is truly the case, then, you know, if single people are out there, why aren't they in the church? You know, what is the church? What is the church's responsibility to say, you know, people need Jesus. And if this is such the largest, what, you know, it's almost, almost 50%, close to five, four to 10 adults are single who claim to be um, four to five of them claim to be Christians. And if they're not in the church, where are they? So, you know, what is the church? How is the church um, um, marketing, if you will, for lack of a better term, I guess, to single people? So, I mean, outside of just having relationships, but just meeting people, because clearly they're, they're, they're somewhere. And so yeah. I guess that makes, that's really the the bigger point for me is that, you know, do we, do we not do enough as the people of God to say, you know what, there are people who, you know, if, if this group of single people have, um, these issues or these, um, not issues, but these, um, desires for, um, ministry in, within the church as a single person, then there's gotta be other, they're not, you know, you're not an anomaly. There's gotta be other people who want that same kind of thing. Can we bridge that gap as we're doing a missions trip, you know, for single folks, you know, we're going to serve to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever that, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, the, you know, we didn't get the chance to talk about it with this group tonight, but, um, I think, you know, as a whole, people are moving towards dating apps because social media is such a big part of life. Um, whether you're in the church or not in the church, I mean, just, it's a part of everybody's life. And so, you know, are people just not looking, meeting face-to-face, -face? maybe they're meeting online first and then they're meeting, you know, is that the, you know, is that the avenue that we didn't, we didn't discuss? But you know, well, we I, I've discussed it. Before, we've discussed it before, and there are some who, like Emily, last time said I've given it a try, but I've right. determined I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, and then I've heard others who say, you know what, it's worked for other people. I mean, right. someone in my church, she, you know, she did meet someone through an app, mm -hmm. and um, last I heard, they were doing wonderfully. You know, right. and so, you know, that's great. Now, personally, I'm not really willing to do the app thing, you know, and I've shared my story about, about some of that as well. Um, but, but yeah, life is different and people are used to everything's remote and, you know, it's just a different world we're living in, but it is a fascinating conversation. Ultimately, you know, we want God's will and I, you know, be careful sometimes what you ask for, you might get it, you know? And so, you know, God, for those who are dealing, you know, struggling, we discussed some of that last week, you know, right. some right. of that, the people who are just like, what the heck is going on, you know? And, uh, but ultimately it's, we have to pursue God. Like you quoted Amanda as saying, I'm running to the throne. Yes. Put my eyes open as I'm running to the throne, you know, but I'm running to the throne. And then if I see somebody who can keep up, then, then, you know, then that may be a, a great that opportunity. Could be a match. Yeah. It could yeah. be an opportunity. Yeah. Well, I love what Amanda said too. Um, she said, you know, I'm, I'm typically will have friends and then we, and then, or meet friends, make friends, you know, have this, um, platonic relationship and then make that decision. And I think, you know, that's typically how, how you I build agree. a relationship. I mean, I think that makes the most sense. Honestly, that's really where, where it is. Cause that's how you learn about one another to term, to determine whether or not there's something there. 
Um, I, I totally agree. I was thinking too. I was like, yeah, that kind of sounds like the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. You know, and that comes from doing life with people. Right. And reaching, like when you talk about evangelism, we should be reaching people, period. You know, um, because people need, you know, people sing the song, people need the Lord. <laughs> That's right. so, so anyway, kid, thank you so much. But you have your own podcast. I appreciate you coming on the Adrian Ross show. And there was a lot, a lot of moving parts uh, to this conversation. So I appreciate you willing to take this on, especially since you, you know, you have a, you're married, you have a family, you have children and, and all that. And, and one child is married himself, et cetera. And you took this time to, for us. And I really, I really liked it because I like digging into this topic, but you also have your own podcast. Uh, we want to end with you sharing a little bit about that. Where can people find you, follow you, support you? Okay. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for even having me on and just having this, being a part of this conversation from my standpoint, I learned a lot. And, um, and so it's always a, an awesome thing to be on the Adrian Ross show. So I appreciate that. Um, my podcast, which, um, and again, thank you for encouraging me to continue and to, to begin this podcast. It's called Bold and Beautiful. And you can find me on YouTube at Bold and Beautiful Life and on all the major podcasts, Apple Apple podcast, um, uh, let's Spotify, see, right? Spotify, absolutely. Amazon music, some of the bigger, larger ones there, but all your major podcasts, um, you can find me on as bold and beautiful. And basically what this podcast is about is finding your, out your identity. Who are you and who are you in Christ? And I think so many people have a, a, um, you know, an augmented view of who they are and who God purposed them to be. And because of that, they're, you know, they're living life in, in the shadow of who they're supposed to be. And so this podcast is really geared towards helping to expose those things, expose the lies that say that, you know, people are, that you're nothing, that you have no purpose, that you're just existing in life. No, God created you for a purpose, um, to do some amazing things. And that may not look the same for everyone, um, in terms of what your purpose is, you know, we're not all alike you know, but, um, but you are somebody to God and you are Amen. somebody to the people that you are meant to, to live life with. Absolutely. And I, I agree with that. Identity is such a key issue. So I wish you, um, well, continued success with your, uh, with your podcast. And I encourage all of you to check out Bold and Beautiful and it's Kia Cordeaux. And like she said, YouTube, all the podcast platforms and, um, Make sure you subscribe and like and do the same with the Adrian Ross Show. Kia, thank you again. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, there was a whole lot in this episode of the Adrian Ross Show. And I know we could have gone on and on because it's such a multifaceted topic. And so I thank you for joining us for this multifaceted uh, topic. And I'm so grateful that Kia took the time to, to, um, to moderate, you know, it was kind of interesting for me uh, to be on the, it's on the other side, but I'm glad that we did it. And I hope that you got something out of it. I also hope that you will go to my Substack, adrianross.substack.com and subscribe there. That's the platform that houses the Adrian Ross show podcast. It's also where I do my writing. So you can subscribe there. There are some subscription options. One of them is a paid subscription for hardly anything at all. You could really support what I'm doing. And you could also get the full experience of my Substack rather than the limited experience that comes from the non-paid subscribers. But I appreciate your support. 
however it comes. I also want you to go to Apple Podcasts, to go to Google Podcasts, to go to Spotify, to go to any of the podcast platforms you can and leave a rating and a review. Need your support, need you to help me, as they say, bust the algorithm. You say you enjoy what I'm doing. You say you want to support me. So can you, would you do that for me, please? Would you leave a rating a five-star rating if you believe it deserves that, but also write a review. It doesn't have to be long, but I'm asking you to do that. If you do it now, it'll be done. And I appreciate that very much. I also want you to go to the BMG Network, the bmgnetwork.com. Check out the other podcasters there and show your support to them as well. All right. So again, thank you for tuning in. And I'm going to leave you with this message from Guardians of Liberty. All right, I'll catch you next time. God bless you abundantly. Missourians, do you know what a caucus is? Well, it's time you found out. On January 23rd, Guardians of Liberty, formerly known as We the People, will be addressing that topic. What is a caucus? Come and find out. Guardians of Liberty, proclaim liberty throughout all the land.